0: Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com.
1: This season also saw Wayne Gretzky appear in his 10th consecutive All-Star game. In a haunting scene, the Great One was back in Edmonton, reunited with Yari Curry one more time for old times' sake. time times
2: NHL
0: MVP. Now the second-league score.
2: center by Robitaille. He got it to Gretzky, to Curry. He's in alone. Shoot! Scores! Curry from Wayne Gretzky, one nothing. the Campbell Conference.
1: Oh, I
0: remember that vividly. 1989 All-Star game at the
1: Northlands Coliseum. Dave Campbell. And Rod Phillips with the call and the only All-Star appearance for our buddy Rob Brown. That's right. Now, did he not score in that game? I'm not sure. I'm uh, looking here.
0: But as you're looking. He did not. We have audio from that night as well. Here's Rob talking to uh, the legendary Ken Chillebeck prior to the All-Star game. I'm interested in just the family aspect of this game for you and uh, what uh, what happened did the phone start ringing immediately when you were named to the game and how did you go about it? How many tickets you got? Well, as soon as I was named to the game, as soon as they announced it out into the public, uh, I was getting a lot of phone calls people congratulating me. and. And it just happened that I was in Edmonton the day before it happened, so I, there was talk about me making the All-Star team. So I had already taken a collection of all the people that wanted tickets, and there was quite a few people, and quite a few other people. I had to go through other sources to get tickets, so there's going to be a lot of people in the stands tonight. My family's going to be here, so it's going to be a very special night for me. And, of course, the clip that just started off the top, there's the second bit. We, we had hit the, up on this uh, a few years ago on the Face-Off show and that stuff, and here's Rob uh, recounting what he remembers from that night back in 89. It sounded a little familiar, much younger <laughs> um, than before. I had a feeling that might be it. I don't remember that interview at all. Well, I do I remember the game. I I mean I mean if I go through highlights in my in my uh hockey career playing in an NHL star game in my hometown was pretty cool. And I did have a lot of family, did have a lot of friends. It's funny the post-game party was held at I at that point I think it was called Fantasyland, but Galaxy Land at West Edmonton Mall, so all the rides were there. They had bars, bars set up. There was music. Katie Lang did a concert. So it was pretty cool. All my buddies and, and friends and, and all my my family that were around came and were part of it with me. That, that's when Peter Pocklington had a, hosted a luncheon. My mom and dad got to go to Peter Puck's house for
1: lunch oh, one day. Oh, nice. Geez. Yeah, that that's, was pretty cool. Fr- so there you go, Dave Campbell. Nice work. Nice work, Kellen Kennedy. Good job there. Uh, Rob Brown did not get on the score sheet. Uh, I don't know what he was minus... Plus minus wise or anything like that, but uh,
0: <laughs> would, he, would would he
1: want to look and see what, what he was? No, plus minus I don't that think he would want to look at all. So, <laughs> well, yes, yeah, a uh, young, very young uh, Rob Brown, who uh, still sounds very young. Mm-hmm. And uh, we look forward to hearing from Rob next week. Uh, NHL play resumes Monday. Oilers resume their play on Tuesday in Detroit as the Oilers begin a four-game road trip. Uh, they'll be in Detroit, Philly, and stops in uh, Ottawa and Montreal on the weekend. Uh, got a couple 10:30 games uh in the morning uh, on uh, saturday and sunday of course sunday will be super bowl sunday as well but uh tuesday's game will be right here on 6:30. 30 chad four o'clock face-off show 5:30, the drop of the puck is you always have 32 games remaining and sit in the first wild card spot right now and a lot of trade speculation of course of course elliot friedman uh on the show today with Bob Stoffer, of course, on uh, on the Friday edition, as he always is on this station from noon to two. But uh, what are the Oilers' feelings on, we've heard this name from time to time for a long time, several months, Jacob Chikrin, the defenseman for the Arizona Coyotes.
0: I think there have yeah. been times they've said, no way. I think there have been times they've said, ah, let's think about it, but I don't think they've ever been close. Like, it's funny. We had Leon today and in, in his or yesterday, he's his interviews on the podcast today. And he's pretty much like, I think we're a good team. Now, I think you guys are going to add, I do, but I'm wondering if maybe you're not going to take as big a swing as, as we thought.
1: And that will upset some people, and some people will be understanding of that. There, There, there is this uh, mindset or concern. That and we know Ken Holland as a GM is very patient, very very patient. I mean, signing Evander Kane last year was a very un-Ken Holland-like thing to do. It just it all kind of lined up and it made sense. And we know how good that signing has been. And Kane is working his way back from the from the lacerated wrist injury, and he finally scored, so that probably feels very very good for him. But some people are going to say, "Come on, Ken, you're in the window." You're in the window. make the bold move. And there are some that are going to understand, well wait a minute, they're 10, three and two since the Christmas break. And they got it they, they need to add, but Broberg's coming along. Vincent de Harnay has given them a element that they haven't had before, the 11 and seven alignments working. Now is it sustainable? That's the question. Is it sustainable? And is it sustainable with Vincent de Harney? I don't know. They're probably going to add something. But again, I go back uh, to, to Reed's suggestion, and I like it with Luke Shen or someone of that ilk with the the money and his experience, his Stanley Cup uh, pedigree. And uh, just he is someone that you would like to have in your in your lineup that has been there, done that, and understands the role. He'd be a bottom-pairing defenseman, maybe a five to seven defenseman, and competes for ice time. And will they add a forward? I'm sure that they would like to do that on the bottom six and add someone of a little bit more, uh, well, just to use a, uh, a word from Brian Burke, truculence, like a little truculence back there or on that bottom six. A little heaviness. A little heaviness. Uh, I said Luke Shen won the Stanley Cup. He did not, but he's been in some big games uh, in his career for sure. So, but that's the kind of defenseman that, yeah, I mean, be a little harder to play against. And you gotta admit, I mean, the 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 addition of Coston, clean Koston, uh Vinny DeHarnay, has uh, kind of changed the complexion of the group. And then you add Evander Kane, that gives them a little more moxie as well. So, it's It's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next month how this team plays hopefully they can stay healthy because if they don't stay healthy then obviously that changes things as well Uh, as far as what ken holland will do leon Drysaddle was talking about uh the west playoff race
2: uh obviously you'd like to be the team to nail that down a little bit uh that's our goal uh sorry you know coming out of this break so uh yeah, it's it's open, uh, but um, yeah, I think we're we're going to be the team that that's going to close it down a little bit.
1: So there's some confidence right there. We're going to be the team that closes it down. And we know it's it was a tough start out of the all out of the, the season. They did have that five game win streak. They were seven and three. They were kind of win one lose one for so long, and now they're on a on a pretty good run. Uh, Drysaddle was also asked what was the biggest lesson learned from last year's playoff run of course they went to the Western Conference Final but were swept four straight by the eventual champions the Colorado Avalanche yes I think the ups and downs of, of, of a,
2: a playoff run um, you know there's so many ups and downs you go down to nothing in game two against Calgary and then you're like this, this series is almost over um, and then you turn the game around and, and it's just so many ups and downs and and you know keeping it even keel it's always the cliche everyone will tell you that obviously but um, it is true there's something something true about that so um yeah just learn a lot uh, about um you know how to handle a, a long playoff run
1: well they are rolling now and they, they do seem to be playing with that confidence and swagger that they were missing for much of the season the first half anyway they've been like i said since christmas ten three and two so that's good That's good. you got to keep it going. It is so competitive in the West right now, especially in the Pacific Division. And uh, we talk about playoff formats and one versus eight versus the current. You know, it's not to say the current format isn't exciting. There is some drama to it. And when you're in a division like the Pacific where there is parity, and, yes, it might be a weak division. It's probably the weakest division of the four, but that also breeds a lot of parity. That also breeds a lot of excitement. It's not that it's a terrible division it's just out of the four it's you know it's 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 the fourth best division i guess but there's still good teams within that division so it'll be uh it'll be fun it'll be a lot of fun if the uh, standings uh if the season ended today and we use the one versus eight the orders would play the kraken in the first round but uh we don't have that format so there you go sidney crosby said today yeah i want that format that, that that's what i like i think it rewards regular season success the most but the nhl will say yeah but look at the excitement from the from what we have seen over the last number of years with this format and also look at our little bracket challenge isn't that nice that's very nice yes indeed uh tomorrow 9:30 a.m you want to listen for the elks this week with morley scott and his guest will be aaron grimes defensive back they'll preview the super bowl because we don't have a show next saturday because the orders will be in ottawa and it's a 10:30 start which means it's a nine o'clock face-off show oh boy reading rob better set alarms <laughs> it's gonna be an early get up boys get the coffee ready <laughs> so aaron will give his uh prediction uh, for Super Bowl and tell you how he sees the Kansas City Chiefs in the Philadelphia Eagles matchup. Also, you're going to meet uh, Sammy Gahagan, who is the Elks Director of U.S. Scouting, and you're going to hear from Sammy a little bit uh, later down the road. And also, uh, Morley will replay a little bit of commentary from uh, G. Roy Simon, our conversation last night, Elks Assistant GM on upcoming free agency. That's tomorrow between 9.30 and 10 a.m., Uh, right here on 630 Chad for the Elks this week and also you can uh, download it after Uh, if you miss the show you can download it wherever you get your podcasts wherever you get your ear candy as they will say I know Jack Michaels is on vacay but he'll have a very special message for you coming up as we get ready for the final segment of Inside Sports Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
2: for all the news and expert opinion. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Cross-eyes,
0: feet broken up. Comes to Oslin for a shot. Glove save. Rising shot off the glove of brodur Then it's deflected in by Owen Nolan. The local hero scores for the West. Nolan breaks it again. He scores! Off the faceoff. The West breaking in. And from the top of the right circle, Owen Nolan... Scores again!
2: Messier overskates the puck. Owen Nolan breaks in. Nolan to the net, shoots, scores!
1: It's a hat trick for Owen Nolan. That's where—that's the one where he called a shot on Hashik right? There we go, '97. Yeah. Yes, oh, was one beauty. year off.
0: Yes, 1997 in San Jose. Uh, Owen Nolan hat trick. Beauty,
1: we go. nice, nice work, Colin. Nice work. Uh, Jack Michaels is on vacation. I know this because when I recorded this very special announcement, and I want you to listen to this because this is a very special announcement. There are palm trees. I don't know where he is, but uh, he has this very important announcement for you.
2: Hi, this is Jack Michaels, play-by-play voice of the Edmonton Oilers on Rogers Sportsnet 630 Shed and the Oilers Radio Network and just want to give everyone a heads up that we're having a mega 50-50 starting February the 7th and going through the 17th and it's in support of the Ben Stelter Fund at the Stollery so you gotta be part of this I mean, Ben embodied spirit courage, the very best of what the human spirit has to offer so that's what I want you to participate in. If you do nothing Else during the month of February, we're getting it underway at 9 a.m. on February the 7th on EdmontonOilers.com/backslash5050, and one of the 22 early bird prizes will be a personalized video message from me. Now I don't know whether that's an incentive, but Ben most
1: certainly should be. Take care and all the best, and think of Ben. All right, there you go. Uh, that's awesome. So February 7th to 17th, Jack told you what to do. Head to edmontonoilers.com, Oilers 50-50. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's honour the memory of Ben Stelter for sure. Uh, scoreboard, let's... Uh, oh, not good night for uh, Edmonton Oil Kings uh, down at uh, Rogers Place in uh, Western Hockey League action. Down 3 nothing to the Moose Jaw Warriors. Uh, better night... Uh, so far for Bakersfield, end of the first period, they're up 1-0 on the Calgary Wranglers as the top farm club of the Oilers, taking on the top farm club of the uh, Calgary Flames, the Wranglers, uh, they're battling at the Saddle Dome. Last night, the uh, Condors beat the Wranglers 1-0. to uh, CFL news, a couple significant signings today. And uh, Royce, uh, no, we'll get to this in a minute. Curly Gittins Jr., there you go. And Janarian Grant signs Gittens Jr. Great season with the uh, great cup champion Argos, 81 passes for 1,100 yards and five touchdowns. Led the league in yards after catch and 483 yards, and was named a CFL All Star for the first time in his career. Uh, the club also signs uh, defensive back Royce Mechie, who had a pretty good season as well. And Janarian Grant was an all-star last season. He signed a one-year extension. And uh, he had a couple very important returns in the playoffs, including one in the Grey Cup and, fortunately, a losing cause. Uh, Former Edmonton Elk, Colin Kelly, who is now a Hamilton Tiger Cat offensive lineman, handed a two-game suspension for violating the CFL's drug policy. He uh, took... A couple of banned substances, both of which are linked to a growth hormone that stimulates appetite. It is Kelly's first violation of the policy. Oh, that's not good. So that's a pretty uh, decent offensive lineman that will not be available for uh, Bo Levi Mitchell and the Hamilton Tiger Cats uh, for the 2023 season. So CFL free agency, we're ramping up here. Mm -hmm. The legal tampering period or sorry, the negotiating period. I like legal (laughs) tampering. I always go back to uh, Ed Hervey after the 2015 Grey Cup. Mm -hmm. All the speculation, he was the then general manager, speculation about Chris Jones leaving Edmonton for Saskatchewan, and he did do that and became their head coach and GM, basically the same titles he holds now, and talked about tampering, and he says, Mm. everybody does it, we do it, and he got fined for it. He got fined for telling the truth. So I like the league is doing this, that you can allow players to mm. talk to teams that, you know, have teams talk to prospective free agents and, and vice versa. I mean, why not? Uh, so right now, uh, the skills, they're doing the accuracy shooting. Uh, I guess the the final pairings are Temi Panera and Brock Nelson of the Rangers and Islanders respectively. So, so this is... <laughs> Before, it was just shoot four targets and four out of whatever. And, yeah. you know, the best, you know, the best average wins or the best score wins, but now it's timed. Uh, both individuals did not do very well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it did not. Just, it kind of was off-putting, too, because they put the nets side by side and they're they're shooting, you know, at, at targets simultaneously at the same time, so you don't know where to watch. But yeah. anyway, there we go. Skills will continue. Quiz for Dave. Yes, it's time. We've done a quiz for Stoffer. We do name the animal with Reed. It's it's quiz for Dave. Okay, let's do it. This is courtesy of the two thousand NHL All Star Game soundtrack. Oh no! Uh, this is in the liner notes. Uh, Dave, I am looking for the location of the very first NHL All Star
1: Game and what year was it in? The very first All Star Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to throw out a number: 1947. That's the year. You got it. Uh, Detroit. Location is wrong. Toronto. Got it. Should have said Toronto.
0: There you go. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to name the two teams that took place in the NHL All-Star game that year?
1: Uh, So it would have been the Toronto Maple Leafs. Stanley Cup champions from the year before, yeah. And the NHL All-Stars. There you go. Okay. Because back then, that's how they did it in the original six. They did uh, the Stanley Cup winner faces the... Uh, faces the uh, uh, NHL All Stars. And Nazim Kadri has just beat Connor McDavid. There you go. 10.1 to 10.6 seconds. And Connor McDavid looks disgusted. And you should be disgusted. I'm disgusted. Everyone's disgusted. It was a pretty good performance, though, by both players. Kadri hey, did a good it. job. Um, okay, I'm glad we left on this note because <laughs> I found the skills competition and watching whatever I could watch here frustrating. It's confusing. You want, look, it's the NHL All-Star game. Do you not want NHL to focus on the players, the great players you have and their skills? But no, let's do dumb tanks and golf with pucks. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. And you want the National Hockey League to favor markets that are warm climate because players will go to it silly to me but on that note enjoy the all-star game tomorrow (laughs) the three-on-three version and then we'll get back to the real hockey on monday or back tuesday in detroit kellen thanks so much buddy it was fun let's do it again too Reed's back on monday have a great weekend good night